everybody, this is the Easy Mojo Podcast. Daniel Peterson here. It's going to be just me today. My partner in crime, Brian Gilronan, is at a beer festival. Today's guest, Melvin Dillon, Soul Step Records. He's going to tell us about that. Got some releases coming out. We're going to get into all that, man. So, Excellent. Melvin, welcome. Thank hey, you for being here. So happy to be here. Always happy to talk about the label and what we do. Yeah. Never hurts to get to uh, some new ears. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, where are you from? I'm originally from a small town in southwest Virginia called Big Stone Gap, but uh, I've been in Cincinnati for about eight years. Moved okay. around a lot for my day job and just kind of found my way to Cincinnati at the right time, probably about seven, eight years ago or so, right as the city was kind of evolving and changing. And I've always looked for kind of my place. Mm-hmm. within the music community uh, cool. everywhere I've went and I've never really felt quite at home hmm. and then I come to Cincinnati and find a home and I'm embraced and it'd be hard to pull me away from it to be honest yeah, with man. you <laughs> yeah nice so uh what's what's the deal with the vinyl man why yeah. what, what do you love about it what's what's up with that you know uh it kind of all started for me a long time ago I was in Charlotte North Carolina I was on the road I was going through a breakup and I was at a buddy's house we were drinking Miller High Life, and I was just lamenting a broken heart, as you do, right. right, over Miller High Life. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we were just walking through some things, and he goes, man, let me put on free record, man. It's all good. And I was like, at that point, you know, I wasn't really quite familiar with the format or anything, because this was like the age of iTunes becoming dominant, and so okay. digital music was the thing. And um, he put on Bob Dylan's Blonde on Blonde. And I remember putting it on and like from the moment the first track started to play, hearing the snap and the crackle. And it was, looking back on it, it was a a really bad uh, record, like in terms of uh, the the sound quality. quality. Right, yeah. But there was something about the connection to the music, holding on to the jacket and being Mm. a little bit more intimate with it. And being such a fan of music through my whole life, it it just kind of clicked in that moment. And from there, like once I got back off the road, I started to get a record player, get speakers, and then all of a sudden it got out of control real fast. (laughs) (laughs) Just like buying stuff and yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden it, you know, it takes over everything. Mm -hmm. Huh. What, uh, have you always loved music growing up? Is that a big part of your life? Yeah. Do you play any instruments? I do. Yeah. I used to, I used to go out and play. I was a great performer, but like a really below average songwriter. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so that's why uh, Soul Step is so great, because I get the opportunity to be in the background now, which I think I'm a little bit huh. more suited for, to be completely honest with you. Uh, but I grew up, like I said, in Southwest Virginia. So I grew up in the shadow of the Carter Fold, Bristol, Tennessee, birthplace country music. So music right. was kind of all around, and it was a part of the traditions of home. You know, whenever I hear a claw hammer banjo, like I can just in a snap close my eyes and I can see the mountains. And nice. being involved in that, like the other side of my upbringing was an oldies radio station, which was like mostly triggered towards soul and Motown gotcha, and stacks. Yeah. And anywhere yeah, yeah, we had yeah. to go, like whether it was to the dentist or to the movies or, you know, it was a little bit of a drive because we're pretty secluded. So I was taking in live music, this real authentic country music, and then what I heard on the radio was all oldies and soul. Nice. And it just kind of crept into me. And this, the, to this day, those are two of some of the biggest genres that's in my collection, things that are closest to my heart, which okay. is a weird combination, right? Soul and, and yeah. bluegrass. 
Right. Yeah. I, I was going to ask you what's your favorite genre, but uh, you kind of got, yeah. Yeah. Soul, it, would it be those two? Yeah. Soul kind of wins out at the end of the day. Um, but whenever I'm feeling homesick or, right. you know, I need some sort of comfort, you know, I can put on a Carter family record. I can put on, um, you know, Ray Price, I can put on Dolly Parton, gotcha. I can put on something like that. And there's just something about the Appalachian dialect, the claw hammer banjo, like it, it just kind of all feels like home hmm. and moving around so much. It's kind of nice to, to go back mentally sure. like right. that. Yeah. So. It kind of has a tie for you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, looks like soul step 2011. Is that when, uh, yeah, that's, that's correct. Yeah, I was living in uh, Lexington, Kentucky at the time, and I was um, just looking for something extra to do. Uh, my day job took up a lot of time, but I found myself with a, a lot more free time on my hands, and mm. I was getting uh, neck deep into vinyl at that point. Right. And all of my trips to record stores were mostly just kind of coming up fruitless. All the things that I really wanted, the things that nearest and dearest to my heart, I went and collected Gotcha. So I started making these trips around my days off and I would come up fruitless and I'd be so disappointed at the end of the day, you know, traveling a couple hours to go hit record stores and kind of coming back empty handed. So that's where the thought process kind of happened. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe I could take making records into my own hands. And at that point, the vinyl boom had not happened at all. Okay. Uh, it was still like a relatively, you know, new thing and it was kind of percolating a little bit. Right. So... I started to think about what kind of label would I have liked when I was out playing music and what would have been really cool and unique for me. Hmm. And that's kind of where the idea of Soul Step Records was born. Put out the first record. And things were obviously incredibly slow back in those days, but uh, things right, have picked right. up quite a lot up huh. to today. Who was your first uh, record you put out? Uh, it's a band in Chicago called Scattered Trees. Okay. Um, they turned into what was what was on and on and I think they've all kind of went their separate ways now but I remember when I lived in Chicago it was a group that I would go and see every time they played live I actually got to be friends with them over time and when I thought about putting out that first record I wanted it to be not just something that I thought was really strong musically as an introduction to my brand to the world but I wanted something incredibly personal as well right so going back to those individuals and saying have you ever thought about a vinyl? And they're like, no, no, we haven't yeah, thought right, about it right. at all. Yeah. But they were all into it. And so that's kind of huh. where that began. So I've always tried to uh, stay, stay with things that I, I believe in. And the amount of projects that I say no to is, is quite staggering mm -hmm. because I want a certain quality right. to go along with it as well. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Wow. So you're a DJ too. A little bit, yeah. I've yeah. caught a few sets. <laughs> I love it. Your soul stuff is great. Oh, man, I have a lot of fun. Got all these records, and I won't play them for people. Yeah? Yeah, I'm usually just playing these records in my house. And, and you know, <laughs> right, my fiance's right. not that into it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so I want to get it with the records already. Right? That's yeah, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, if anything, she would like to see less coming in as opposed to more. <laughs> But uh, it, it's fun to get out and, and play music for people and make people feel good. And I mean, if, if anyone has seen me live, they kind of know that I can get kind of electric. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's not anything that I premeditate on. It's not anything that I sit there and plan. Um, 
it's just something that happens when the music's on and the music is really loud. Yeah, right, right. And it's getting down. Dude, it just takes over and, yeah. and, and you have fun. And, and that's the things that kind of seem to resonate with people. Like a lot of people go, oh, man, you were, I think you were more fun to watch than it almost was to listen sometimes. Right, right, and, right. Because um, that's I'm, the performer in you, right? Of course, yeah. 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 Like I've got no qualms. And then like once the music comes in and takes hold, like, you know, I just, I, I, go to that place and just huh. uh and let loose and have a little bit of fun and and uh, i'm gonna do it until i like i don't look cool anymore <laughs> i've said that line with myself like the minute that i look back and i like see all the videos and social media people pop back like i look at it now and some of it's like it's uh it's um it's dorky like right. i won't i won't like make any qualms about that like i'm not like cool in uh in, in cool sense but it's 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 endearing right that's the right word it's endearing, it's endearing. yeah but the minute that genuine it, yeah the minute that it looks uh forced or um right strange or i look like i'm out of place doing right. it like i'm out you're the out the minute that that clicks huh. in my brain i i, I wouldn't want to do it anymore because i wouldn't want to like go up and put records on and then be in my own head right i just want to experience the music and have fun and that typically will translate to whoever's like watching Right, yeah, yeah, it's kind of contagious, yeah. Totally. Yeah, I don't see that ever, I don't see you burning out anytime soon, because <laughs> you really do dig, uh, you love the music. Man. Oh, yeah. it, uh, it, I mean, if I didn't, I wouldn't be, you know, spending the time and, and doing that, right? Right, I got right, a, yeah. I got a very yeah. busy schedule, and, and that's right. kind of just a stack on top of it, but I don't know, man, I'm always like, I'm curious to watch the DJs out in the world that just kind of they're just stagnant. They're just there. Just kind like, of they're, sitting there. They're bobbing right their head. And like, obviously, there's a lot of people that's really good sure. at what they do. In terms of like your traditional DJ, I'm probably not that great. But I think that I've got really good music selection. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all on vinyl because that's the way you, you should do it. Yeah. And uh, it's just a chance to share some of these records that I want to share with people. Right. These yeah. long-lost 45s that I right, spend all right. this time tracking down. I want people to hear it, and nothing makes me happier when somebody comes up and they're blown away by something, right. and I can say, oh, you know, this is a label in Columbus, Ohio in the 1970s, Capsule, it's so good, here, look here, look here, look here, look here, <laughs> and, and people walk away, because it's trying to keep those traditions alive. It's yeah, that's cool, and, they, and it's an experience for them. Totally. Yeah. I hope so. Where uh, where can people catch these DJ sets? Oh, man. Uh, we keep all of the dates on uh, soulsteprecords.com. Okay, cool. And it's kind of sporadic. Like these days, I used to do weekly gigs, things of that nature. Um, I do that on radio now through a local station here called Inhaler. So I'll get on the radio Monday nights from 7 to 9 uh, Eastern. But um, in terms of DJs, uh, that stuff kind of comes for usually big events. Your uh, breweries here in town, right? Or uh, some business that's having some sort of really big event, and that's typically where I'll come in and, and I'll play play a set, and it's cool. always a, a good time. So yeah, keep your eyes there because those dates pop up all the time. Yeah, that's that's great. So yeah, all on your website, no doubt. Yeah, and so Inhaler Radio, I've I've heard a few uh, episodes. I guess is that what you would call? Yeah, them? yeah. I think. Oh, I, well, I call them episodes. My wife's been on that show. I think. I don't know. I've dropped that. I've dropped yeah. those tracks a couple times. Okay, yeah. without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, what, what's up with that? Uh, you know, I uh, I've always enjoyed sharing music with people, regardless of the um, the output, whether it's soul step or DJing or doing a radio show. Mm -hmm. And with uh, with Inhaler, they started to rise up out of W and KU's ashes. They wanted gotcha. to say, 
you know, there is this outlet that was so pivotal for local musicians and it's no more. Right. And instead of just kind of like wringing their hands and saying that this, this sucks, they turn around and said, Hey, let's do something about it. So gentleman called uh core and decided to step up to the plate, put his own money on the line, rented some space and bought equipment and put a radio station up. And from there, that's when I kind of leaned in and said, I'd love to help out in any right. way I can. And that was in the form of a show. So yeah, every yeah. Monday night I get to kind of collect things that I think are really great from a local perspective, things that are coming out on the label, just nice music okay. in general. So it's kind of a challenge to sit down and come up with, you know, two hours of music and, and try sure. to put together a, a decent show each week. So yeah. it's uh, it's been a really fun thing to kind of add on to my very busy plate. <laughs> but I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And that's why we do it. Without All this doubt. crazy shit. I ask myself that all the time, like, what are you doing? I just love it. I love, you know, love playing music. Yeah. Love the whole thing. Man. Yeah, for me, it's all about sharing. Like, from the from the label of the independent artists I work with to the, you know, obscure 45s that I bring out to okay. the independent music that I go and scour and share. Like, for me, at the end of the day, I want to just be an outlet to let people become aware of things that I think is really great. And no matter what it is that I do, that's kind of my, that's my mission. Right. I just want to put somebody on a platform because you never know what could be the spark for a particular individual or, or for sure. a band or what, you know, they all start somewhere. And right, right. I just like to do my part in advocating as much as possible. That's awesome. Because they need that. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah, I think you, you started going into it earlier. What, what's your criteria like with your artists, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. is it, is it a certain, I, I, you mentioned quality. Without a doubt. Um, yeah. It's gotta be like off the cuff when I either get someone submit music to me or whether I've uncovered something and I'm digging into it. The absolute criteria is if I would discover this and they had a record out, would I buy it? Huh? Period. I, um, that's cool. My that genre is cool. like, and, and stuff that I dig, like there's a lot of guilty pleasure stuff that I'm into. Um, and genre-wise, I go all over the board, and that's quite clear from the uh, from the label. But if I listen to something and I go, I would I would purchase this, then if it's not on vinyl, I'm gonna come I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna offer that up. Nice. But there are a couple other things that I need, right? I need people that are willing to kind of, you know, they're active on social media because mm -hmm. I've worked with a couple of artists who, you know, didn't really want to bother with letting their fans know that we're putting a record out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, a lot of work to go in. Yeah. Right. And not yeah. have somebody promote their own stuff. Totally. Totally. <laughs> right. So uh, I, I want to work with, you know, really, uh, really great artists with also really great people. And um, it doesn't really matter kind of what their stature is, like how many fans they have, things of that nature. Right. As long as they're active and they're letting their core base know. Uh, that's a win for me. And if it's strong music, I think at the end of the day, the people who've been following the label will, you know, come around and get that. Yeah. So it all works out. But that's the that's the main thing is I want to make sure that um, it's great music, first and foremost, and it's good people to work with. Yeah. I almost get a little agitated sometimes when I hear people kind of describe Soul Step Records and they're like, oh, man, yeah, that's a great label. Like they, they have like really crazy records. And we do. We have beautiful records because sometimes to get someone to listen you have to have something visually appealing and so you're t that's all gravy but like right i want to make sure that it's not overlooked the quality of the music as right. well 
Right. Because that's something I hold near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Yeah, because you do, just for our listeners, like you do these uh, crazy colored vinyl. Is that what you mean? Like the visual Without side doubt, of that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're really cool. And for a lot of people to get them to lean into vinyl and to get them kind of hooked, you got to do something kind of grabs them. Right? right. Yeah. And there's yeah. some purists out there cool that's too. like, well, if it's not black vinyl, I don't want it. And like, look, that's cool. I have that record for you. Right. There's going to yeah, be a can... standard variant. But um, there's something about like the collector's item aspect of it that kind of gets yeah. people talking. And yeah. that's what gets the shares going on around the Internet because people want to show off these really great records. And that's definitely a part of what I do. And I embrace that. But I don't ever want that to kind of overshadow just the quality. Because at the end of the day... It's not about people come look at Soul Step Records because we have these beautiful records, and we do. They're gorgeous. Yeah. But I want people to know Soul Step as this is the absolute best label in the United States where I can come and discover a new artist. That's awesome. That's what it is for me. I love it. That's great, man. What uh, what do you got coming up with Soul Ooh. Step? Talk to us. Oh man, you have a release today, right? Oh man, like yeah. five minutes ago. Yeah, uh, just looking <laughs> at my phone, it's just absolutely yeah. uh, exploding right now with uh, people picking up a uh, trying to pick up records. Uh, but today we put out uh, Matt Duncan's free music. Uh, yeah. Matt Duncan's an artist originally from Lexington, Kentucky, lives okay. in Brooklyn, New York. Now, this is the sixth release we've done with him. Um, by far, best-selling artist. Matt and Duncan. Yeah, Matt Duncan. Um, really cool vibe. Best way I know how to describe Matt Duncan is it's a little bit blue-eyed soul. It's a little bit like 70s AM gold type music. Nice. There's nothing really quite like what he does, and it's quite clear seeing how he's grown over years when he doesn't tour. Mm-hmm. Guy doesn't tour, and uh, he is involved in wow. a lot of different projects, but you look at some of the tracks that he's got on Spotify, has three, four million streams. Yeah, wow. because it's just that good. Yeah, and um, Free Music is an album that he put out a couple of years ago when he was working uh, in Broadway, New York City. He would have all this free time during the day, and just to challenge his uh, songwriting ability, he would set a timer, and then like at the end of the week, he'd have one week to write a song, record it, master it, and release it. Wow. And it was like every Friday huh. over the course of a summer, he would drop a song. And uh, it was uh, it was pretty big, and it was just nothing that we ever released. But I had people and fans of the label keep coming back, and they said, "No, no, you got to put free music out. You got to put free music out." And it never really made sense until recently when we were talking, and I said, "Man, like people love this record, and the streams are crazy online." And he was like, "Okay, yeah, let's do it now," because nice. <laughs> that's kind of how Matt works. He's like, "All right, it feels good now. Let's yeah. go and do it." And so, right, right. We're getting it out today, and I'm um, excited to pack a lot of records tonight, hopefully. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So talk to me about the Footprint series. So you've got the Soul Step yeah. 45 Footprint series. What's so, up with that? So uh, Footprint series kind of harkens back to what we talked about at the top of the program, where I come from the mountains, and I'm incredibly proud of where I come from, and that music is just, just a part of me. So... As I stretched and I grew Soul Step, we've obviously got the standard releases that we put out. We've got the Brewer series, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about, where we focus in and hone in on Cincinnati artists. But I wanted a way to kind of bring a line of sight to people who's doing authentic, 
Americana music. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of it out there that I'm not crazy about at all. Your Mumford and Sons and, and you know, that's kind of the popular version of it. But where I grew up, I, I like true, authentic, stone, country, things that I grew up on. So I found this band in Chicago called The Family Gold, and they were relatively unknown. But there's this like small country scene in Chicago. Huh. They get together like, I think it's once a month. And it's like they turn a bar into this honky-tonk, so to say, and they bring a couple of honky-tonk acts and they do line dancing and it's a thing and it's hmm. rad. It's so cool. But these are one of the artists from that and uh, just thought that it was incredibly authentic. It's recorded all analog. It just yeah, it sounds like what I grew up on. And so I wanted to put it out, but I didn't want it to just be another release we put out. Right. And this kind of gives me that incentive to continue to go out, dig, and search for artists that would fit that mold and, and fit into that just so that we can highlight Appalachian music. Right. Because that's right. a part of who I am. Yeah. So that that's the whole Footprint series. That'll yeah. All, that's great. Yeah, with Soul Step, Footprint makes sense. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, for me, it's kind of tracking uh, where I came from to where I am now, right? Yeah. So uh, it's a little bit of play on that. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. So what? What's so? You got that, and then the Brewers series, yeah, which so we've been a part of. The exactly, Crystal Peterson, the yeah. uh, the flagship, the original Brewer series release. That's yeah? right. So uh, <laughs> for me, I want to uh, put on for my city, as the kids would say, and uh, make sure that I put a specific spotlight on music from Cincinnati. Right. And I couldn't think what better way to do it than highlight part of what allowed me to fall in love with Cincinnati, which was the breweries, which at the time when we got here were like these little small operations. Now they're this whole big thing. But back in the day, they were they were just little startups, just like anybody right. else. And these were the first places that would bring me in and let me DJ. I would show up and then end up helping them can beer and getting incredibly drunk. <laughs> and... Uh, I do I, seriously. I would just show up to Mad Tree and I'd be drinking and I'd get I'd get to know them because I'd play a DJ and they go, "Hey man, if you're not doing anything, like we're getting ready to can some psychopathy and could you do, do you mind to help? Like we're a little because you know they were just growing. I was like, yeah, why the hell not? This is fucking cool. <laughs> and then every time a beer would come off and like the can like the lid wouldn't sit like directly on it, and they'd be like, no, nope, scrap it, can't send that out. Here you go, Melvin. No kidding. And then I would just be like, oh god, <laughs> they have to roll me home, right? Yeah. So you know, I've kind of fell in love with um, with the city through that and through the music scene. So I wanted to bring them all together. So that's great. When we release a Brewer Series forty five, uh, we do a concert in the brewery. We release the vinyl that night. The brewery does a special beer release that night. We typically do some sort of like pint glass to go along right, with it. Yeah. So it brings people in that's fan of the breweries. It brings people who wants to try some kind of new limited edition beer. It brings fans of the artists. And like you bring these different scenes together, this music scene and this beer scene, which are very uh, vibrant here in the city. Yeah. Man, it's inc incredible to bring them all together. Yeah. So we've done, obviously, you guys at Mad Tree, uh, Silmar, mm -hmm. uh, who are now like one of the bigger acts in Cincinnati. Yeah. But we got started with them at Listerman. We did uh, Young Heirlooms at Braxton, which was a really fun one, and uh, Modern Aquatic at Rheingeist. Nice. And we've got one coming up in April. Cool. Very cool. April, huh? Yeah, it's coming up April 5th. I can confirm that. Cool. April 5th. Nice. But it's going to be, a, you know, another great uh, artist 
who recently has gotten some hardware. I guess you could say that. Like, had won some awards recently. And um, I'm really excited to to get them on vinyl for the first time. And we're going to do it at a brewery in the city. And it's going to be a big, big fun time. So stay tuned. Yeah, well, yeah, check that out for sure, people. So you're a busy man. How do you, what, do you got any hobbies? Do you relax? No. I heard you're a Louisville <laughs> fan. Is that right? Oh, no, 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 no. Southwest Virginia, man. So you know I'm going to lean towards Kentucky. Um, no, I, uh, I got a day job. Takes up probably about 45 to 50 hours a week. Radio show that hits every Monday night. And there's obviously the prep work that goes behind right, curating yeah. that much music. And DJing, you know, sometimes a couple times a week. And in those rare moments, I still have to be a great partner uh, for my fiance. Right, right. And, um, and sleep occasionally. So <laughs> I like to stay busy. Like, don't get me wrong. I, would, I wouldn't not want to be busy because I, I think I would go crazy. But that pace kind of keeps me moving forward and keeps right. me locked in and keeps me kind of pushing. And it's really, to be completely honest with you, has taught me so much about planning an organization, which really wasn't my bag 10 years ago. Okay. I was just kind of like, yeah, it's whatever, just, you know, take each day as it comes. But now, you know, every day I have to wake up and I have to sit down and go, all right, so what, what has to hit in the social media today? Yeah. What kind of steps do I need to go? Where are these like seven projects that I'm working on are and what thing do I need to do to push them a little bit forward? And then I got to think about the distribution and what am I doing there? And then all of this other stuff. The only downside of it is, is, you know, there's a stack of new records sitting in my, uh, my, my office slash record room, mm -hmm. just waiting to be listened to, right. just waiting to be pulled out of the jacket and put on the turntable. But there's so many times where, you get to the end of the day, and I sit down, and I go, oh, I'm going to put a record on. And I go, no, I'm going to die. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it, it cuts into my uh, listening to records time, but sure. uh, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. I like that. That's awesome, man. I love it. I, and I just love the, yeah, I, I love it. I think it's great. Um, any, you know, not just releases, but like what's next for the label? Do you, you yeah. have anything exciting that you're going to be? Like a new venture, or where you know, do you want it to go? Uh, you know, the next couple of steps is we've obviously got a goal of 20 releases this year. And to this point, uh, we've already gotten three out, and there's seven more kind of in the pipeline. So uh, some things that I can share is we're going to put out a compilation record this year, some of, the, uh, some of the songs from some of our favorite releases over the first seven years or so. That should have been out already, but we had some issues with some center labels at the plant. So that's still going to be, you know, probably in March, uh, uh, February or March to see a release for that. But that that's a pretty exciting milestone for us to hit, to have yeah. enough tunes to be able to, to do that. And just submitted, because um, you guys were our 12th release, and we just submitted to the plant yesterday our 49th release. Wow. So things are really starting to pick up. And, you know, hopefully we can nail that 20 this year. And um, big thing is for us is some people started to hit me along the lines of, you know, when are you going to do an, like an official record store day release? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd ever want to do that. That's kind of a racket when you really get into it um, because you've got April, like beginning of April, and then you've also got Black Friday. If you wanted to get a record in 
for Black Friday, not only do you have to have like an official major distribution deal, mm-hmm. which to this point, I've got a distribution deal that would allow me to involve in that, but you kind of have to have the records done now. Right. Which yeah. is kind of insane. Um, or at least like all of the plans and everything kind of dusted and completed. And I typically, I'm four months ahead of schedule all the time just because that's how the manufacturing works for records. But I'm not quite that far out. Yeah. And I don't know if we're to a stature where, you know, somebody can walk into a record shop in, uh, you know, Nebraska and be like, oh, yeah, Soul Step, right on. I'm going to pick that up. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm not so sure about that, even though people ask me about that a ton. Yeah. Uh, but for this year, it's really heavily investing in the distribution bill that I was, you know, just sharing. So we work with Fat Beats now, um, and that's really a big help to the brothers, um, the Cole brothers up at in uh, Plaid Room Coal Mine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they really were helpful in introducing me to the right people, and we had a release uh, from a soul singer in Missouri uh, called Brian Owens. It was called Soul of Cash. It was all uh, soul covers of Johnny Cash tunes. Oh, cool. Uh, we pressed about 2,000 copies of that and sold it out almost immediately. Damn. We need to do a repress, so there's my mental note to myself. <laughs> but, um, dude, it's an unbelievable record, um, and that's kind of what brought me into Fat Beats' fold. So right now, I've got some records that, that go to distribution, and they do pretty well, but I'd like them to do better. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we've got some work to do in terms of just you know making connections and relationships that different record labels across the country and internationally as well. Cause it, it, it goes international and building our brand more so than just being extremely well known in the Midwest and in mm. the South. Um, there's some, there's some work to do on the West coast. There's some work yeah. to do in the mid, uh, up in the uh, East coast. So that's really the majority of the work, which we'll be doing. Cause I know Terry from coal mine, when he was a teacher, he took one summer and he literally just, drove the country for the whole summer he was off for vacation and just would stop at record store, record store, record store, record store, record store. Took a whole summer for it. And he would hand records and he would shake hands and he would talk it up. And so now they've grown to such a point that they've got an incredibly big distribution deal. And every time they put out a record, it's snapped, it's gone. And it's incredible. And I want to be able to do that, not just from a, a financial perspective, that's more money I can throw to my artist. That's, you know, kind of bigger and, and interesting things I can get my hands involved in and do. But, um, you know, just to raise the profile of the label, because uh, I yeah. want as many people as possible to know about us. And, you know, we're still, we're still startup, you know, we're still, mm-hmm. I still grind like, you know, it's those first couple records. And um, until, you know, we print records and they're sold out, you know, there's still room to work and still yes, time sir. to grow. So yes, uh, sir. that's really the main work behind this year outside of just making sure that we can put out 20 really, really, really good records. That's I think awesome. we can do. I think you can too. <laughs> I have a feeling you will. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, this has been so awesome. Uh, what, again, just for our listeners, where's the best place the website, yeah. soulstep.com, is that what it is? Yeah, you can pretty much find everything there. Uh, so soulsteprecords.com, 
Um, you can just Google Soul Step Records and it should pop up right there at the top. But if you want to find out where I'm DJing, my DJ Soul Step gigs, if you want to listen to replays of Soul Step Radio, which I do on Inhaler, you can do it there. Cool. Plus links to actually listen to the live show. You want to see some of these incredible records and how beautiful they are that we talked about. You can see that there. You can find links to the artists, the people who've done some of the artwork for me, like everything that's great is there it's kind of a one-stop shop it is and you awesome. can shop there too so i'm that's glad cool. that you mentioned yeah that. yeah and i we haven't hit it a lot of people probably know about this but like the way the rec the label runs is we upfront the cost of vinyl for artists upfront the cost 45 small run about 1500 dollars. a lp is going to typically run around 35 to four thousand. it's a lot of money i would prefer these independent artists i work with to put that money towards something else because there's always something that needs to be uh, invested in, whether it's musical equipment or yeah. studio time or a van or yeah. Oh, yeah. a thousand other things right. that, a, that a band's going to need. So I want to step in and remove that financial burden. From there, uh, we're going to put out 100 records. They're going to be limited edition. They're going to be color. They're going to be beautiful. Uh, and once we sell that, that's what I recoup the cost of. Gets me about $2,000 back on an LP. So it, okay. it doesn't really make the investment that I made in. And from there, all of the um, standard vinyl that we sell split down the middle, 50-50. Gotcha. Um, all the things that are distroed, 50-50. And um, the artists can buy back copies of the albums for a really low price so that they can go on the road, sell those records at a much higher margin. Right. So everything I try to do is a win-win for the artist. And to this date, I've never taken a penny from the label. Wow. I've never taken a penny. I don't want wow. it. I've got a day job. takes good care of me. But my, my mentality is if I start trying to profit off of the label, then I won't make the right call for the artists. Wow. I won't. And, and it's not that I'm not a good human. It's just I'm going to make decisions with my finances yeah. in first place. And wow. that's not the way it needs to be. That's the way the rest of the record labels are. That's yeah. the way the rest of the industry is. And that's why it's like broke. And thank God we're in a time where we can just uh, record on our own. We can put our music out on our own. And we can get our stuff on Spotify and Apple Music. And, and things can just break. You can do that yeah. on your own. We have the power now. So hopefully uh, the label kind of helps artists go after that. And um, and I feel like we've, we've brokered and we've done some really good things for our artists, whether it's through final subscription services or whatever it may be um, yeah. just push and advocate and get them in front of as many eyes and ears as i can at any given point yeah so you have a subscription that's I, cool talk, talk tell me about that yeah so uh we've got um i think it's about 850 people deep now that follow the label um from that standpoint where uh, anytime we put out a record they know about it and the really limited edition records that people want to get their hands on, those are the people that can, you know, get dibs on it. Right. And, um, you know, like the last record we did with Springfield's This Pine Box, uh, we sold out the limited to 100 in about five hours. <laughs> it was gone. And, Damn. you know, then we can put the standard vinyl out. And, then, you know, almost immediately the band's starting to make money off the record coming out, which is pretty incredible and, and yeah. really great. So that's been really, uh, really big. And as more people discover, that's really one of the best ways to um, to stay involved in it. And some cool things yeah. about it from a consumer's perspective is I don't keep your credit card information. I don't want it. I have no, 
I don't want any part of that. It's mostly if you want to buy a record, you've got an exclusive window to do it. And gotcha. if you don't want it, pass on it. That's not a that's not gonna hurt my feelings. Wow. But um but it's probably wise to just go ahead and buy it because people put them on Discogs and eBay for stupid prices huh. uh, almost immediately from the point that they get it. So they're valuable from off the jump. And um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a cool way. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Well, what's uh, what would be your, what would you say to someone that's thinking about, you know, pursuing some kind of business or starting their own thing? You know, in your experience as a business owner and as, as a unique business owner, you know, it's not this run-of-the-mill business, right? Yeah. So what what what's something that keeps you going? What's some advice hmm. or a warning maybe? <laughs> you know, to be honest, man, just fucking do it. Yeah. Just fucking do it. Like, yeah. life is, is so short and and there's so much, like, bad shit out there in the world, like, Find some way to leave a dent in the universe. Find some way to, to do something positive. And I, there's no better time than now. That's great. Right? There's yeah. no better time than now. And the worst case is if, if you fail, like, all right, back to the drawing board. Start something else. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I think that this is not our grandfather's world where you had to have uh, some things handed to you in order to be successful in right. this world. I yeah. think if you do something right and good... People will tell each other about it. This is the most connected generation of our lifetimes, and it's so easy for things to, to be get out there and get shared. So if you're listening to this on one of those connected devices, it's very easy for you to just type to your friend and say, hey, Soul Step Records sounds pretty fucking cool. Go right. check them out. So that's how, that's how easy it is. Yeah. And if you've got something good, I think people will respond to it. So um, if you wait, it's going to be too late, and then you're going to have regrets. And if there's one thing that I want to make sure I don't have, it would be regrets. Just fucking do it. I love it. I think that's a great way to end uh, the episode, man. I get I fired it. up, man. I can't help it. <laughs> well, Melvin, thank you so much, my brother. And, oh, man, uh, no problem. Everybody, go check out Soul Step. Buy all of his vinyl shirts, everything. Do you have shirts? I, have, I think there's still some. Yeah. More importantly, there's some Crystal Peterson and the Queen City Band. Yes, sir. 45s. It's still there. Still there, huh? They need a loving home. Wow. They need yeah. a turntable to, to, yeah. to, 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 to ride around on. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's good. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's, that's a wrap for us, man. <laughs>